Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Masters Torcaster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So, we are at part two of our set review, and it's launch day! Woo! We did it! We made it to the year of the Hydra. We did it. We did it all together. Bye-bye, Overgrowth. Bye-bye, Lightning Bloom. You will not be missed. (laughs) Libra, it's all gone. (laughs) And and uh, over the last week, it's been goodbye, Crab Rider, because Crab Rider made a triumphant return to the... uh, And Ilganoth. And and Ilganoth. And Kael'thas. Oh, as yeah. well so so everything Goodness. went yeah everything went nuts this past <laughs> week so it's uh good to be in the new year so quickly we're just going to talk we uh some of us had a chance to open our packs some of our packs and at least get some legendaries going so let's talk about that real quick then we'll go into the scale and then we'll jump in at rogue so dragon rider how was your packs how was them packs? Uh, yeah, so I did I did my twelve hour stream today, wore Woo! my serpent wig that I made, which was It looked awesome. awesome. Go to go to Twitter and Thank go to our TikTok <laughs> to, to see the wig. It is freaking awesome. Yes, yes. Uh so so that was fun doing that. But uh I opened let's see, I got both the mega bundle, the regular bundle, and then I think I got uh I think I opened like sixty, another sixty packs or so with gold, uh, and then I had to. I ended up crafting one legendary, and I think I'm still missing like two or three. So I basically got almost the whole set. Um, so pretty good pack opening, I would say, with with the those. And the only like the big notable thing was I did open a pack that had a legendary. And a golden legendary in it. Nice. It was amazing. Nice. Nice. But, uh, Daring, did you open packs? I did open my packs, yes. I opened the Mega Bundle, and then I bought 140 packs with gold. I still have 3,000 gold left. (laughs) And then... Yeah, exactly. Making it rain gold is what I, is what I hear you yeah, say. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of gold. That's a lot of gold. Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, I, I make it through like about 300 track ranks per expansion. So like have a, have a few gold pieces left over when it comes to the uh, this, uh, the set. So um, I opened like 14 or 15 legendaries plus the three I got um, – so I got the two golden ones and then I claimed the Twitch reward and then, you know, uh, Phelan and, um, Finley were given to me as well for the reward track, um, because I bought the reward track pass. So that, that ended up, I had to craft like four or five legendaries and I crafted all, but I got all but four copies of epics. So my set's complete day one, as is tradition for me now. I'm at like yeah. forty two thousand dust still, so I'm 
resources are secured. I, I feel I'm feeling good about it. So it's it's I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the expansion. So I'm I'm lucky. I'm also a whale. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mage. I have not opened my packs yet. Just logged in. Got my my le- my two golden legendaries for getting the mega bundle. One of them was Phelan. So I w- disenchanted that. I have 3,200 dust that I can spend on one or two legendaries of my choosing. And um, went in, claimed my Twitch reward, and got Lady Senoth. And so I haven't gotten to play any games, but you guys have played a few games. What did you What did you play day one, and what did, what did you like? Dragon Rider? No, oh, I played a whole bunch of stuff, like... I made a Death Rattly Beast Hunter. Uh, I played my own version of Pirate Rogue. I played some Mech Paladin. I played, oh, like an, oh gosh, a Bottom Feeder Super Low Curve Druid. <laughs> I played, uh, they were all terrible. All these decks were so bad that I played today, <laughs> but they were fun. Um, I tried a Hedra Druid. I only got to play her once. I tried to choose one druid. Uh, like, I think, I don't even remember. I played some other stuff, too. Played some other, like, mid-range mech paladin thing that I put together. I don't know. But it it was a lot of fun. Decks were all over the place. Like, at first I was seeing a ton of this, and then it switched, and then it was, like, a bunch of pirate rogue. And then it switched again, and then I was seeing, like, Murloc Warlock, and then I was seeing all this other random stuff. So, like, yeah, the day one meta was just all over the place, and it was really, really fun. That's awesome. So... What about you, real quick? uh, I was... Much... I played... I played a few games. I ended up playing more, um... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Battlegrounds, because I had quests to complete, so I was finishing up my Battlegrounds quest, so I did that. But I played some, I tried out Re- Regis Kilbin's uh, Reno Paladin, and I hated that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get it, but I don't like it. And then I was playing, um, I just put together like a random mech mage deck, and that was fun. And uh, now I- I've been playing a pirate rogue which has been really enjoyable and seems like it has some real legs to it. So I think like it's a, a cool, t- a real aggressive one or one that has like a hook tusk in it and is going it's, a bit more value generated. It's got the hook tusk. It, it does feel, I don't know if it's, if you'd consider it more aggressive, it's running the, uh, the swordfish. Okay. Um, but it really, it tops out at five with the Asharan vessel. So right. it feels it does. And, oh, excuse me. It does have um, Mr. Smite in it too. But like, sure, yeah. I would be surprised if there was a pirate deck that did not have Mr. Smite in it. So it's, it's a good point. Yeah, or so. Swordfish. That card Swordfish. Oh my god. Yeah, Swordfish okay, seems seems like initially it's yeah yeah we're we're gonna talk about that one today. And uh, that that one's gonna that one's gonna get a very good rating. I, I have a yeah. feeling. Yeah, I think that's a about the safest statement of the decade. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, real quick, let us recap our rating system. 
So we are rating. Um, where did my ratings go? Darn it! I had it. It's a one through five. I apologize. Um, I had. There we go. Ha ha! Sorry, guys. I tapped away <laughs> from it. I thought I'd opened it in um, Chrome, but I opened it in Edge. So we start out with one being the lowest, which is bad, aka a wisp. Two is fringe, um, like a support card, like an abusive sergeant, Nerubian Unraveler. Three is a strong card, key support in a few different decks, Bone Wraith, True Silver. Four is very strong, good in several decks, Bunglemancer, Eagle, Miscreant. Five is format defining, Cube, Keliseth, Zephyrus. And if there was a six, it would be OPAF, please nerf. So, yeah, that should give you uh, a little bit of insight of what we're working with here. So, um, and we are going to start out with Rogue. So, Mage, you want to start us in the Rogue Legendaries? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about the Rogue cards because I think Rogue got probably the best set of all the all the classes in this particular one let's start with the legendary colossal it is krabatoa six mana six five beast it is a colossal plus two uh the body of it says your krabatoa claws have plus two attack the krabatoa claws are the two appendages they are two mana two one beasts with rush that death rattle equip a two one claw so when you play this, you're getting a 6-mana, six 6-5 six beast with two 4-1 claws because the Krabatoa buffs the claws. You, you can rush one in, then you get a 4-attack, 1-durability weapon that you can attack in as well. And, um, and then, yeah, so, so there's a lot of stats that get generated, a lot of uh, swing in the board. This seems really powerful when I've seen it. I got to see it played a little bit today. I got to see it during the the um, theory crafting stream as well. I, I think this is one of the higher impact uh, colossals that we have in this set. I I really like it. I think I think it's going to end up being kind of not dissimilar to Jandis when Jandis was in standard before it got nerfed in that it was a card that you basically just kind of figured you'd put in the deck until you decided you could think of a reason not to put it in the deck. So I think this is going to see a lot of play. I gave it a rating of a four. Yeah, it's a four. <laughs> this card is um, the straight stone cold nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is really good. Like it's two, four, one rushers. So it and basically three, four, one rushers because you get that Krabatoa claw. You're going to swing it. Can go face. Can clear another minion. But you get that four, one claw weapon, and then you get to re-equip it. So like this is just yeah. very good. I like this a lot. I see it as a four. Yeah, I originally had it as a three, but oh my gosh, yeah, it had to, uh, like, <laughs> I have to put it up to a four after seeing it today and, uh, like, it, it playing with it a little bit because, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's more impactful than I originally 
well, I should say, like, I, I gave it a lot of credit. Then over time, it was like, oh, maybe it's not as good. But then then it was like, no, okay, this is good. <laughs> so it started as a four, went yes. to a three, and now I'm back to a four with it. It is, in All fact, right. good. <laughs> Let's go ahead and look at the other legendary. It is Pirate Admiral Hook Tusk, eight mana, eight, eight pirate with a battle cry that reads, if you've summoned eight other pirates this game, plunder the enemy now what does plunder the enemy mean it there is basically you get three options you can take their supplies which is take five cards from your opponent's deck take their gold which is take two cards from their hand uh, your opponent's hand or take their ship which is take control of the of your opponent's highest attack minion so all of that so um this card seems difficult in so far as it feels really slow eight feels like a lot of pirates and i you know i haven't i haven't gone through and tried to build this deck yet but it feels like there's not enough low cost pirates that you necessarily want to play so it feels like being able to do this like on curve is going to be really difficult it's i think it's going to take you longer than that and it, I don't know, it just, uh, the, the, the decks I've seen trying to run Pirate Rogue today have, have decided they didn't want to try doing this. And so, um, unless, unless something changes between the meta and the, and the decks and, and maybe somebody comes up with a build with it, I don't know if this is going to see a ton of play, at least right now. I gave this a three. I think it's, I think the effect, if you can get the battle cry is pretty strong it's just, what does the deck have to look like in order for you to be able to do that? Um, well, a deck that looks like that needed to... A lot of pirates, yeah. It's right. a lot of pirates, and I am like 80-0 with it right now. And it oh, is running Rakara. Yeah, or Hook Tusk, excuse me. Yeah, no, the this requirement, um, I have not had to do anything out of the ordinary to hit it. Like, it just, there are a lot of good pirates in this um i believe it does count the um the ones from the ashari uh, and vessel so that counts it too so that's essentially yeah. four pirates for five mana um there's just a lot of good stuff and the uh the we'll talk about the the two five that draws a pirate when you attack there, there's a yeah, lot of things that go together yeah, that puts pirates support, in your hands. There's support in there's yeah. support in these cards. I just I I wonder whether or not it, it you wonder when people stop experimenting if if mm -hmm. we're going to be able to still be able to get eight pirates down to be able to get this battle cry effect. It's a good question. I like it. I think it's really good. It's performed very well when I've used it. So I give it a four. I had it as a four beforehand. It seemed easy too, so. Okay. Well, I've had it as a five. That's fair. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. It's it's tough because like this is one of those cards that a lot of people were like, this is so nutty. And then there's people on the other side that are like, it's way too slow. It's not going to be very good. And I think like you're saying, Mage, this is going to be one of those that really is like just a matter of testing. And also I think the meta because, yeah, if there's a lot of aggro or there's just decks that are putting on pressure and the pirates can't keep up, then this is going to be way too slow. And it's this is not going to be as good. 
Krapatoa, yeah, play that. <laughs> Don't play Hook Dusk. But, you know, if the meta is slow enough, I had multiple opponents today who did Hook Tusk, Shadow Step. Hook tusk, shadow step, mm. hook tusk, and I was like, "Oh, this is I don't like this." Uh, so you know that was not, that was not very fun. Uh, sure, but you know it's it's also a pirate itself. So if they can have this on the board and play smite, that's a lot of damage that can go to face too. But um, I I think it's pretty good, and we'll just we'll have to see. I I feel like something's gonna get changed with with some of the pirates though, because they are yeah. Kind of the, th- the thing the thing i wonder about or the thing i think might have made this card bonkers is prize plunder if prize plunder was still in standard a card that is a pirate that would count towards this eight and effectively can remove minions from your opponent's side of the board the turn their play it's played yeah. i would feel a lot more comfortable saying that i could very easily get to eight pi- pirates without being too far behind but that's the thing I don't know about, and and so that's that. But but I mean that's why we you know yeah. put decks together and play. So, so just to yeah. see whether or not that that goes there. So and I, and I hope it's good. I I like I like Hook Tusk the character. We've seen we've seen uh, we've seen her before, and and I'm I'm happy she's back, and and I hope I hope it's playable. Like and real real quick, one more aside, like with with the deck that I've been playing, it's a very tempo focused board based deck. So like I felt like I was easily able to keep up with very board focused decks. We'll see what that looks like next week, you know. So but it seems good now. All right, should we move on to the epics? Asharan Vessel is a 5-mana epic spell that says summon two 3-3 pirates with stealth. Put a sunken vessel at the bottom of your deck. The sunken vessel is a 5-mana spell that casts when drawn summon two 3-3 pirates with stealth. So as you as you said during 6 uh or 6-6 six, six worth of stats immediately then another 6-6 six, six worth of stats uh, when the cast when drawn gets gets played as well, um, yeah, this is a lot of a lot of uh, pirates for your hook tusk. So it, it definitely, I think, if you're playing hook tusk, you probably are playing this card uh, just because that I think that helps get you to that eight really quick. Um, I don't know that I love the idea of paying five mana for two three three bodies. Even if they do have stealth, but I mean, I I guess we've seen worse worse stats for the mana cost uh, than this. I I gave this a three. I think I think like in a hook test deck, I think this is a vitally important card. I'm just not sure if you're if you don't play hook test, how often are you actually going to play this card? And I I, I think that's going to be rather infrequent. Yeah, I think this is just a strong card. So I listed it as a three as well. Yeah, I originally had it as a four, um, but I have bumped it down to a three kind of for the same reasons you listed. And it, it does seem to work well with Hook Tusk because Hook Tusk does just say summon, not play. Uh, so that's, you know, that's the big benefit for Hook Tusk. But yeah, this still is slightly slow. And I think this is going to be another one where we just have to kind of wait and see where it falls. 
The other epic is a five mana four four parrot, the bootstrap sunkineer. Uh, has combo text that reads put an enemy minion on the bottom of your opponent's deck if this sounds slightly familiar to you that's because it's basically what vile spine slayer used to do vile spine slayer actually with combo killed the minion this arguably is better because it basically saps the minion and puts it in back into the deck uh, so from that standpoint it doesn't trigger death rattles or anything like that so it's five mana. I, I I think I think this is good. It's a pirate, so it can be in a hook tusk deck if you want. If you want it to go there, I think it could be a strong card that could appear outside of that. And it might be a card that like this is this is a like you played Vile Spine Slayer just because it was a good card. And I think this kind of card with like something like Swordfish could be could could be a card that you run just like. The, it doesn't matter that it's a pirate it's just a good card so you're running it so i gave this a four i think it's a i think it's a good card and i think it's gonna see play outside of just pirate rogue decks yeah i agree um i gave it a three just because i mean it is a very good card it's still a five mana with a combo effect so it like i'm not saying you can't easily get something cheap but you do have to have it. So I bumped it down just a teensy bit, but it, it's a really solid card. I'm not as hyped on this one as a lot of people. I actually only have it as a two. Because um, like, I'm not sure if you are playing it in like every rogue deck. I don't even think it's like a, a support card of making a specific deck work. I think this is just something that like, hey, you're probably already playing those pirates. Let's just throw it in there. Um, it, it's more kind of a techie type card to me, I feel like. So I don't know. I, I think it can be good and it will definitely have some uses, uh, but I'm just going to call it a two for now. Okay. Gone Fishing is a one mana rare spell that says Dredge combo draw the card draw a card one mana spell that you're paying to dredge and if you combo it you get to draw the card that you just dredged you just picked um this this we we know rogue lost some card draw i think this is going to be a huge replacement for some of that card draw that they lost and I think it, I think it's a solidly good card, and I think it's going to appear in a lot of places. I, I gave this a three. I think it's a I think it's a good card. Uh, I gave this a five. This is nuts in Rogue. This they get to pick a card and then draw a card. Like <laughs> this this feels like everything Rogue wants wrapped up in a tight little bow, and it's just so pretty sitting there. Like this is. This card is, this is a, a marquee card for Rogue for the rest of the rotation. Like, like next year, you're still going to be seeing it. I guarantee it. It's that good. Yeah, I have, I, I have it in our sheet as a three because that's what I had it. But yeah, this is so good. Like, I want to bump it up more after playing with it and seeing it today because it is, it is so good. Like you guys are saying, like, it is a cheap draw. And that's Rogue lost some of the draw that they had, but this is great. And you, you get a little bit more of an actual pick with it because it's the dredge. It's not just like uh, 
secret passage where you're like, well, I hope I find what I'm looking for. Uh, so the discover is, is really nice. Yeah. I think, I think that the gun fishing is a three for me only because I'm still comparing it to some cards that were probably fours or fives in, in regards to card yeah. draw that rogue had that they lost with the rotation, but this is still a really good card. Swift Scale Trickster is a four mana 2 2 Naga with a battle cry that reads, Your next spell this turn costs zero. What? Okay. Um this this card is going to single-handedly make smokescreen possibly playable. And like sprint might possibly be playable because this card exists. I, I think the I I don't like the penalty on the stats of this minion, but the fact that this battle cry does that, I think it single-handedly could actually make some cards that are completely unplayable actually playable. And I'm excited about that because that opens up the door not only for those cards, but potentially other cards down the road that Rogue might get. High-cost spell cards can now be legitimately considered because of this card. I gave it a 3. Might be a bit high for it because I think it's a bit more niche than that. But I think it's a good card, a strong card, and I think it I think it does a lot for Rogue. Uh, I gave it a two. It was debating on a one just because, like, yes, the effect is good. I just can't think of what I actually want to cast. Like, the car- the spells that came out in this set, like, I- I- you know, I'm not excited about casting for free. And there isn't anything Rogue has naturally right now that I'm, like, super excited to cast for free. So I I gave it a two. Yep, I gave it a two as well. I think this is one that like right now probably doesn't feel great, but down the line, if Rogue gets some higher cost spell that you really want to you know use this, and you're fine getting just the two two body because of whatever the spell is, then that'll be the payoff. But I think right now this is kind of just not not working, especially with all the pirate stuff that's like way better as well. Yep. Sure. Swordfish is a three mana, two attack, three durability weapon with a battle cry that reads Dredge. If it's a pirate, give this weapon and the pirate plus two attack. What the actual F. Good grief. Uh three three durability and a weapon is always great. I I, I have yet to see a weapon that had more three durability on it that you weren't like really happy about. And the fact that this can be a four attack, three durability weapon for three mana is actually insane. And and so you just want to make sure that you're playing enough pirates that you can, you know, presumably get a pirate if you dredge. Uh, this is a very strong three for me. I don't know how much it, like, I think... You need a bunch of pirates in there in order for this to be good. Um, but I I mean it could be easily a four or better, and I'm just lowballing it. No, uh, it it's it's very interesting because of that um pirate tag, but it does dredge and it's a it, at very least it's a two three weapon for three, which is very good. It becomes yeah. nuts when you dredge a pirate. So I think it's a four 
Um, but I can understand the hesitation to go there because it does require a pirate. But when you do get a pirate, it feels really, really good. So I actually have only rated two cards in the entire set as a five. And it was Hook Tusk and this one. And honestly, this might even be a six. I can see this card getting nerfed. Like that's yeah, I can see them uh, taking a durability is, off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or or making it cost four, because also the ability to coin this out on turn two and immediately have a four attack, three durability weapon on turn two, and then followed up with a bunch of pirates that also work on turn three. Like it's just yeah, it's this is so good. This weapon is so good. We're going to talk about some of the pirates. Uh, one pirate is a rogue card, and one's a neutral that I think are really strong. And this just makes some of this stuff so much better. Uh, it's so good. In the commons, we have a six-mana spell called Blood in the Water. Deal three damage to an enemy. Summon a 5-5 five, five shark with rush. So... You could do three damage to an enemy. That means it can go face if you want it to, or it can, it can go to a minion. And then the five five with rush, obviously, you can you can take down a, a minion with that. I don't know that I like six mana feels like a lot for that, but I mean this is actually a card you could use the swift scale trickster with, but I I, I don't. I don't know that this card sees a ton of play. I gave this a two. I surprisingly, I, this is one of the worst cards that Rogue got in this set, in my estimation. Yeah, I saw it as a two as well. Yep, two for me. Cutlass Courier is a three mana two five pirate that says after your hero attacks, draw a pirate. Two five five health. That's not going to be easy to remove. We we've we've dealt with five health minions uh, for three mana, and those are typically not easy to uh, to 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 kill. Uh, the fact that you're drawing cards by just using you know attacking as the hero, I think, is when you have a dagger, it's it seems really easy to draw pirates. I give this a three. I think it's I think it's a a. A good card. It doesn't seem flashy, but I think it's going to see a lot of play. Uh, I gave it a four. It's It's got a really good stat line. And yes, it is for a pirate deck, but this card makes you want to play pirates because you can tutor out pirates when you do what you were going to be doing anyways. Yep, I also gave it a four. It's, it's really good. It works with so many synergies. And yeah, that five health is like... Uh, why do we keep seeing things with five health and good abilities? I don't know. Play Fighter is a one mana three one pirate with a battle cry deal one damage. Nothing flashy. Three one stat line is actually pretty solid, and the fact that it does a ping as well, I, I gave this a three. I think I think if you're play if you're playing pirates, you're playing this. If you're not playing pirates, you're still considering playing this because it, it's it just it, it's got that attack and it can do a ping right away the turn it gets played. Yeah, just imagine Elf Elven Archer was good 
and had more yeah. attack. <laughs> That's what this is. So yeah, I like it as a three. It's a really solid pirate. I actually gave it a four. I, I was debating on that. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's so good, and I think it still fills that gap that uh, some of the cards left in Spy Rogue, Mistress. And it has that pirate hat. Yeah, like there's those couple of cards that left, and uh, like prize plunder that you were talking about, me like right, like yeah, it's just it's good. All right, let's move on to shaman. Yes, alright, I'll be taking Shaman. Our first one here in the Legendaries is going to be our Colossal. It is Glug the Gulper. It's a 7 mana, 3, 5 beast. Colossal plus 3. After a friendly minion dies, gain its original stats. So the three Colossal pieces are Glug's Tail, and they are each two mana, two, two beasts with Taunt. So this one is pretty interesting because it, you know, it seems like it has a lot of pieces. They're kind of small bodies, um, but there's a lot of ways you can use this Colossal. But overall, like the three, five for seven does still feel kind of slow and because it pulls out three colossal pieces it's like four spaces on your board that you need to make sure that you have so if you're trying to set up like a things on board to play gulper then use what you had on board to trade so gulper gets bigger and it just seems like you're asking a lot here um but it still is a lot of stats and it still is a threat so i'm i'm gonna say it's a three it's really hard to evaluate the Colossals right now until we really get to like play them more because they are so kind of new and, and different than other stuff. So I'm just going to call it a three. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable with a three. If they had Rush, that'd be another story, but they don't. So yeah, I like it as a three. Yeah, we talked about this one before. I'm a little worry of that initial body three five not being quite big enough and like so if you can't kill off some minions right away that turn you play this you can see a very uh, a situation where you're not going to get that big big minion you were hoping for so i gave this a three as well i i'm hoping it's it's good and i'm hoping it sees play but um i'm not so sure and our other legendary is Radiance of Ashara, a 3-mana, three 3-4 three, elemental, fire spell damage, plus 2. Your nature spells cost 1 less. After you cast a frost spell, gain 3 armor. Okay, there, there's a lot going on with this card. It's an elemental, it's got fire stuff, it's got nature discount, it's got armor if you play frost like it, it's got a lot going on and it seems really cool i'm just not sure exactly how it works yet and i think in order to really take advantage of this you're gonna have to do some setup stuff but i'm i'm gonna put it as a three right now because i do think this has a lot of potential i'm just i'm maybe this is something that we see more in like a five set with mini set or six set meta where there's a lot more like fire and nature and frost spells that you can actually take advantage of and, and play like in the same turn to get these effects. 
I don't know what to make of this card, so I gave it a three. <laughs> it's got whole yeah. you know parts that could potentially be good, but they're all damned to one card, so I'm unsure. So I played it safe. Well, I mean, I think it furthers the idea that they they you want to play a shaman deck that plays the different spell schools, right? And so this kind of gives you a little something for each of those spell schools. Right now, we you know we've seen a burn shaman deck that they did that. You've got multicaster that does the card draw based on that. We've got another card that we're going to talk about in a little bit that gives you minions based on the number of spell schools you have. I. I think those all kind of go together. And so I think that deck is actually somewhat built. And so it's just a question of whether or not this card is good enough to be in there. And if you want to do that and then how you play it once it's there, I think, I think this is a solidly good card and I think it's going to actually see play, but I I'm giving it a three because it's not a hundred percent. And I could see a world where you just don't end up using it. But I do think the more cards you have, the more spells that you have, the better this card's going to get. Yes, agreed. Okay, moving into our epics. We have Bioluminescence, a three-mana nature spell. Give your minions spell damage plus one. Um, I thought at first that this card seemed super cool, but the more I've thought about it, it's like, I don't know. This seems very situational. And I think you really have to kind of set it up. So I'm going to give it a two just because I think it's it's going to have to really find a place. And again, just like the last one we just talked about, maybe this one doesn't fit until there's kind of really a, a better way to use it. Yeah, I'm. it's cute and it has some potential, but I don't see it right now. So I left it as a two. The card art's still amazing on this. I really like that, but the the three mana cost for it, I feel like, is just a bit a bit much, and so I gave it a two as well. I think it's only a niche card right now. All right, our other epic is Wrathspine Enchanter, a seven mana five for Naga. Battle cry: Cast a copy of a fire, frost, and nature spell in your hand. Targets chosen randomly. Oh, I'm giving this a one. I want it to be good. I want it to be good so bad because it seems cool. And again, like we talked about with the legendary, like the, you know, the whole spell school thing is great, but I am also not a fan of this mana cost and the targets chosen randomly effect. I think if this were one that was like the, oh, now I can't think of the mage stuff, like, um, that just says target enemies. Oh, ruins the archmage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like, if, if it were like that, I feel like this would be way better, but I'm like not a fan of the random targets here. So I, th- I don't I, like it. I thought it could be fringe. So I gave it over YOLO too. I have Azurillo too as well. I think I think if there ended up being a world where you had, um, where it didn't necessarily matter the targets, if I think of like you know having it play something like an arcane intellect sort of thing, and and like you know or like uh, 
mask of Cthulhu or something like that if 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 shaman ends up with some spells like that that like can't target their own minions or because of how it is or it just is cards that are beneficial for you then maybe this sees play but even then it's you're paying seven mana to do this so uh you have to get a lot of value out of those spells and so it probably is a one dragon rider but i gave it a two because i don't like giving ones to cards <laughs> that's that's fair all right moving into our rares we have a sharon scroll which is a one mana spell that says discover a fire frost or nature spell put a sunken scroll on the bottom of your deck and the sunken scroll is one mana, add a fire, frost, and nature spell from your class to your hand. Um, I gave this a three. Actually, I think this is pretty decent. And I I feel like you could actually probably play this in uh, a couple different shaman decks that maybe you're not really like super leaning into the, the multi-spell school thing. Um, but just being able to discover some kind of spell and then if you do get the second part of the of the scroll you know then you're discovering or adding you know another spell so well, it seems like good value and it's cheap so i like it so um correct me if i'm wrong it adds all three to your Oh, the second one adds all three to your hand. It's not or it oh, says yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when yeah. so so you play it from the second one, you get three spells for one mana. So yes, I so I gave it a three. It seems like there's good value there. I'm not sure what deck wants it or how you're using it, but it seems like a solid value. So I like it as a three. I gave it a three as well. I, I, I think you you don't mind getting this card. I, th- I think you're gonna you're definitely gonna like this card when you discover an Azharan spell. Um, but I think I think it makes I think it makes sense just even just having the first half of it. And if you find the the sunken scroll version, the later version where you add three spells to your hand, that's that that's really handy. So I gave this a three. I think it'll see some play. All right, next up we have Coral Keeper, a 5-mana 3-4 Naga. Battlecry, summon a 3-3 Elemental for each spell school you've cast this game. I think this is actually pretty solid. I'm rating this a 4. It is a slightly high cost, but I think even in Shaman, you're you're probably likely to be playing at least two, two of the spell schools anyways. And I think even just a 3-4 a and two three threes is a pretty good value. So I, I actually think this can can get some value. There's the Naga upside. Uh, just the bodies kind of works with what you're probably already playing in the deck. Maybe not going in every deck. Like if you're still playing like an elemental shaman, you're probably not playing this. But I think uh, multiple other shaman decks probably can use this. I gave this a three as well. Like you said, you get a couple bodies out of it. You get good stats for five mana, so I like it as a three. Where I don't like the the Ajaran vessel because it's just it's hard capped at two three threes. 
This, you can potentially have a lot, you can get a lot more stats for the mana cost. Plus your initial body is a 3-4. I, I really like this. I, I think Shaman has access to a bunch of different spell schools. I think you can easily get two of those elementals and possibly if you're getting playing this more towards the later game, you could get three or, or maybe, maybe even four uh of those minions so i i give this a four i think this is a literally a board in a card and and can be could can be quite nice all right and our last rare is piranha poacher a three mana two five murloc at the end of your turn add a one one piranha swarmer to your hand and the piranha swarmers are uh one one beasts with rush and after you summon a piranha swarmer they gain plus one attack. I'm giving this a one. I was way more excited for this. I tried it out during the theory crafting, and oh my, it's so slow. It's so slow. The five health was like, oh, this is gonna be great, but you know, to really take advantage of the piranhas, like you gotta play one and others behind it in the same turn, and it's just this just felt too slow. Adding the stuff to your hand was just not quite as exciting as like if it had summoned them for you so it's eh, one i gave it a one to the piranha like i almost gave it a two because of the two five body but like i don't know the piranhas just seem bad so yeah i i think it's a one i am not giving this a one i'm giving this a two because i think the next card we're going to talk about the anchored totem actually could make those piranha swarmers halfway as decent and so i i I, something that basically generates you uh value and has five health i think i think might be uh might be something you would put in that deck so i gave this a two i i think i think it could be decent that's totally fair uh i did definitely try it in the anchored totem deck uh, so yeah, Anchored Totem is our first common. It is a two mana zero three totem. After you summon a one cost minion, give it plus two plus one. Uh, I'm giving this a three. I, I think this is uh, it's all right. You're probably gonna want to play it in more board focused decks and with some like tokeny style things, uh, you know, and bloodlusts all that. So you know, it's it's not really like the best card i would say but it's fine i gave it a three as well like we'll talk about the other piranhas card here in a second that seems like i like it a lot more with it so and there's already some good one drops that you can already add to the uh the pile so i think it's a i think a three is a good place for it gave it a three as well i think i think it gets good the more cards we have in standards but as you said, Bloodlust is now back in standard. Um, so there's potential here that if you're trying to do tokens to get a bunch of things on the board, you can buff them up to so hopefully they stay on the board and then you Bloodlust them down to kill them. So this reminds me a little bit of Undertaker. I wasn't around during the initial Undertaker, but this might be the closest thing we've had to that in, in some time. So I kind of want to try it out. All right, our next card is Scalding Geyser, a one-mana fire spell, deal two damage, dredge. I freaking love this card. This is a four. I think this is so good. I mean, you're getting a cheap 
damage spell that can go to face or go to a minion wherever you need it to go. It's got the dredge upside. It's got the fire tag. So it like there's so many upsides I think to this card. You can buff it with spell damage stuff. Uh, it's just this card seems fantastic. Yeah, I give it four as well. There's just no downside to this card. This card is going to be everywhere. It's the four hat trick because I gave it a four as well for all the reasons you mentioned. All right. Our last shaman card is schooling a one mana spell. Add three one one piranha swarmers to your hand. I gave it a two. Yeah, I, I think this one might see some play. You at least can get three piranhas in your hand for the price of one. You're not getting the body with it like the uh, like the piranha poacher that we talked about. Um, and, you know, maybe you can actually do a little bit more with the three piranhas. Uh, it's it's all right. It's going to be used, I'm sure, in like some bloodlust totem decks. Yeah, I gave it a two as well. I it, It's good for getting tokens, but those decks are going to be fringe. So, yeah, two. I did give this a two as well. I, it's it's hard to, like, I think of, like, Living Groots, which is gives you the option of paying one mana and getting two one ones on the board immediately. You don't get that. You put them into your hand, and then you have to pay the additional one mana to get the each of them onto the board, which makes it... A little less great, but if you're trying to do stuff with the anchored totem, then then you're probably okay with that. But I think that's where this is going to see the most play, is in, in a deck with the totem. All right. That is it for Shaman. I think uh, I'm also taking Warlock here. We're kind of changing it up a little, so, you know, keep all our listeners on their toes. So let's get into <laughs> Warlock. And our first legendary for Warlock is Gigafin. It is an 8-mana 7-4 Murloc. Colossal plus one. Battle cry. Devour all enemy minions. Death rattle. Spit them back out. And since it's a Colossal, okay, this has another piece. <laughs> the, the artwork, I don't know why people keep calling it like it's butt but whatever it's gigafin's maw is the six six mana four seven murloc taunt death rattle permanently destroy all minions inside gigafin so you play the gigafin the battle cry eats all the enemy minions and if you kill the taunt that comes with it it permanently destroys them if you kill the seven four body that uh the the main body piece then you will get your minions back is basically how it works uh if you kill them at the same time you get the minions back okay good to know because Um, because it comes out first so it's death death rattle goes off first yeah okay um (sighs) this one is so interesting because it's it's two bodies plus enemy board removal which makes it seem fantastic i'm not sure how i feel about the the four health on gigafin um so i did write this a three and i'm not really sure like exactly what kind of decks it fits into at the moment but this could actually be pretty good i it might end up being a four and not a three but i'm gonna just call it a three for now 
Yes, I agree 100%. That's exactly how I feel about it. I gave it a 3 as well. Uh, I mean, I think it's actually pretty good. Decks that are more aggressive or tempo-focused that don't have spells to go around the taunt are going to have a really hard time getting their minions back. And it's this is going to be something you're going to have to think about playing against you know, that this is a thing your opponent could potentially do, uh, you know, anytime after turn eight, if you create even a, a decent sized board. So I, I like it. I gave this a three, but I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's solid. I think it's going to see play if you're, if you're playing something a little bit more on the control side, I, I would definitely consider putting this in your deck. All right, and our other legendary is uh, our first card that's going to focus around these Abyssal Curses. So we're going to have a lot of Murlocs, and we're going to have a lot of these Abyssal Curses. So our legendary here, Zakul, is a 5-mana, 6-5. Your Abyssal Curses heal you for the damage they deal. Battlecry, give your opponent an Abyssal Curse. And Abyssal Curses are 2-mana spells that go into your opponent's hand, and at the start of your turn take zero damage each curse is worse than the last and it says two turns remaining so it goes to your opponent's hand so at the start of the opponent's turn or if you're the one receiving it at the start of your turn you'll take some damage and that that damage does increase the more curses get played uh so this one i'm also rating a three but i think if uh, if you're really leaning into the uh i guess three just in like a vacuum but in in the abyssal curse kind of thing you're definitely including this in your deck like this is a huge payoff for playing curses uh i also went with a three i'm not entirely sure people are trying to make it work we'll see what happens but it seems good so i gave this a one and the reason i gave this a one is because i do not have any thought in my head that abyssal curses are going to be a thing and if I'm wrong, then that means that this card is probably going to have to have done some lifting in order to make sure that they that it works. Um, I, I you can definitely I think play an abyssal deck without this card, but I don't think that you will specifically right now. Uh, if we get more cur curse cards, maybe you don't necessarily have to. Um, there's lots of other healing options available to to warlock, so um, I, I I just I don't see it. I don't it it doesn't make it so that for the rest of the game they heal. It's just while this minion's on the board, this minion's not that big. It can be fairly easily removed with just minions or a spell. So I don't like it. I gave it a one. I hate it. I hate it. I you know there's a lot of people that aren't like you know aren't optimistic about the abyssal curses overall so i you you aren't alone there um, <laughs> no i'm not let, let's speak about more how about this one abyssal wave this is our first epic it is a six mana shadow spell deal four damage to all minions give your opponents an abyssal curse i actually am gonna put this one at a four i think this is a huge payoff and if you're especially playing abyssal or if you're yeah if you're playing the abyssal curses this is a pretty good card you get to clear the board 
and give them a curse. Uh, so I actually think this one is pretty solid. Yeah, I gave it a three. I think it is solid. Six is just a lot for a board clear for Warlock. And I know they've lost some of it, but I'm not saying it's bad. I just think it's six mana. It's a lot. It's a one. I, I don't like this card. I, I would rather place uh, Soul Rend than this card. I have no idea why I would pay six mana for this. And it sure as heck isn't for the Abyssal Curse that I'm giving my opponent. So I gave this a one. This this really sucks. And I and I don't like giving ones to cards. But I hear two back to back. I love it. I love it. And I love that we're we're having some differing opinions. You know, we we again we're starting off we started off with a lot of agreement there. So, you know, we need we needed to have some cards we disagreed on. Well, uh, okay, here, here's one that's definitely had some discussion on it. Chum Bucket. Yes, that's right. It's a two-mana spell. Give all Murlocs in your hand plus one, plus one. Repeat for each Murloc you control. Uh, I, I really am not a fan of this one. I'm giving it a one. Maybe it's a two for Fringe because you're playing it just like in a Murloc deck, but... I, I really don't know how long-lasting the Murloc deck's going to be. And this seems so weird, because if you want to get hand value, then you're holding more minions, which means you have less Murlocs on board. But then if you go the other way and you want to get more Murlocs on board, then you're getting less value and less things buffed in your hand. Well, you're you know, you're getting like maybe one buff. Uh, multiple times on one minion or something. If you have six Murlocs on board, you get plus six plus six to one minion, which seems great, but also it's just, it seems like a really weird counterintuitive hand buff thing. And I'm just, I'm not sure how I feel about it. So I, I'm giving it a one for right now. I gave it a two. Like, I just feel like you can get a couple Murlocs on the board and like you've already drawn some cards. Like Rock Bottom definitely give you know makes this card a lot better. But I agree that it's fringy because it's only going to be used in um, Murloc decks. I believe in the Murloc deck. I could be wrong. I, I I don't feel as strongly about it as my distaste for the Abyssal Curse deck. But I think I've always wondered why Murloc Warlock has not been a thing. And I think with the little bit of support that they got here, plus potentially cards we might see during the year of the Hydra, and this card in particular, yes, there's definitely some balance here on, on when do you play it. Like, I don't think you need to buff your hand plus five plus five. I don't think that's where you're getting the most value out of this. I think you want to get plus two plus two plus three plus three so that even so as you keep making tempo plays. It, it ends up being a pretty uh, a, a solid thing that you're doing. So I like this card on like turn four when you have maybe two minions on the board you can buff your, your hand plus two plus two and then play a two mana minion murloc that suddenly is a bit more formidable than it was before. So uh, I'm giving this a three. I think this is a reason that murloc warlock might actually be a thing. All right. 
And moving into our rares, we have Blood Scent Vilefin, which is a four mana, four, four Murloc, Battle Cry, Dredge. If it's a Murloc, change its cost to health instead of mana. I'm going to give this a two because uh, Murlocs. This one also, like, I, I'm just, I'm so curious to see how this fits because it's an okay body and you are getting the dredge effect. But then, like, do you want to be playing something? And if you're playing Murlocs, is it like a, a two cost Murloc? And you're like, okay, cool. I just, I get an extra Murloc out on the board. I, I just, it feels like such a weird card and I'm not sure how to feel about it. I gave it a three because I feel like it's a strong enough card that it kind of does make the um, the archetype work a little bit more. So I feel strong about it. So I give it a three. I think I think this is actually one of the cards that I think helps make Chum Bucket work because it, this is a card that if you dredge and get a Murloc, you can suddenly then you're not paying mana to get an extra plus one plus one on your hand or you know maybe maybe you play the chum bucket first and then you play the minion the extra minion that turn that uh that that costs health so i i like this i think that it's you know i would love the stats to be a little bit better on the base minion but i i will take this for my murloc warlock deck i gave it i gave it a three specifically for that deck it's not going to see much play elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next one we have is Rock Bottom. It is a uh, one mana spell that says summon a 1-1 Murloc, then dredge. If it's also a Murloc, summon one more. Uh, I'm also giving this a two. And I think you're probably really not playing it outside of a Murloc deck unless you just want some one one murlocs but i don't i don't know this is another one that's like yeah it doesn't feel super impactful yeah i gave this a three as well i feel like it has enough it does enough early on to to make it worthwhile and to like give that murloc package more shine so yep three for me i like a one one that gets me two one ones on the board that 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 seems like an okay deal for me. This is definitely more chum bucket fodder uh, to go help buff your hand. Um, I, I gave this a two. I'm I'm feeling a little less great about it in my Murloc Warlock deck, but it, it's probably key. All right, and our last rare is Void Gill, a two mana three two Murloc Death Rattle. Give all Murlocs in your hand plus one plus one. I'm actually giving this one a three. I think out of all the Murlocs, uh, this one feels pretty good to me in terms of like support stuff. Um, you're getting the Murloc on the board. If they kill it, okay, then you're buffing your other Murlocs in hand. It has the kind of aggressive stat line, so it might feel like somewhat of a threat. If you do have this in hand when you uh, you know have other buffs or something, then I don't know. It just it feels pretty decent, and I like this one a little bit more than some of the other Murlocs. I gave it a three as well. Yeah, I like that you could play it on turn two, and if it dies, you're probably 
just okay with it and you know potential to really get a lot more value out of it so i like it as a three yeah i think this is the turn to play for your murloc warlock deck this is this is the card you want presumably because you have other murlocs in hand and they get are going to get buffed with if and when this dies all right going into our commons we have a Sharon Scavenger, a 3-mana three 3-4 three, Murloc, Battle Cry. Put a Sunken Scavenger on the bottom of your deck. And that Sunken Scavenger is also 3-mana three 3-4 three, Murloc. But at Battle Cry, give your other Murlocs plus 1, plus 1, wherever they are. Um, this one, I, I put a 2 because I think it's gonna, it's, it may not really be playing it outside of Murlocs. Um, so I, I still think it's that, but if you can get the, the sunken scavenger piece, I think that one is pretty good. It's just a matter of, uh, maybe using like the, the vile fin that we talked about earlier, the, that has the battle cry dredge to get that. Uh, but this one doesn't seem bad. Um, I have this uh, as a three. I mean, it just there's use a lot of useful dredge here, um, a lot of cheap dredge, and dredge that just fits in with what they want to do. So I think this is a solid addition. So I guess a three. I don't feel quite as great about this. Uh, if you could get the sunken scavenger, I would be very happy about it. But like. I think about the three four in the in the pirate deck, but that gives you two attack that turn that you play it, and I think that's a much stronger card. This just because all it's doing is putting a card into the bottom of your deck. It's feels a feels less great though. The three four body, I think we're really going to like that if we're playing the Murloc Warlock deck. Um, so I'm gonna give this a very high two specifically because i think it's a good card in the murloc warlock deck but it is not going to see play anywhere else all right next we have dragged below a four mana shadow spell deal four damage to a minion give your opponent an abyssal curse i gave this a three i don't know i'm, I'm a little more uh high up on those abyssal curses but you know, being able to deal some damage to a minion and give your opponent a curse seems pretty, pretty good. Like for the value, you're you can most likely clear something and then give that curse as well. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. It was going back and forth between two and three, but it's still four damage for four plus the abyssal curse. So I give it a three. I gave this a two. This is better statted than the uh, than the abyssal wave. Um, I still am not overly excited about it. I think there's other options. Rather pay two mana to do three damage to a minion and not give them a curse than I want to spend four mana to do one additional damage and give them a curse. So I gave it a two though. All right, our last warlock card is Syracas. Syracas Cultist, 3 mana, 2-3, Naga, Battlecry, give your opponent an Abyssal Curse. We're seeing a theme here. All these curses. Uh, I gave this one a 3. Uh, you're 
getting a, a body on the board, you're giving your opponent one of those curses, and uh, there are a bit of Naga synergies, although in Warlock it doesn't really feel like a lot. Um, so the Naga tag, probably not as important in Warlock as it is in some other classes, but I still like a body plus do something else, so a three. Uh, I have it as three. This is the Abyssal Curse card that I like the best um, because it's three mana. Bran and Zola are back in standard. So, like, this makes this more interesting to me because you can put a lot more curses in their hand a lot quicker with this. But you're still happy to play it on turn three by itself. So, I like it as a three. There is no better reason for me not to like curses than what you just said, which is that this card is the best curse card. I do not want to pay three mana for a two, three minion. It is bad. And no amount of Zolas or brands are going to make this card any better than it currently is, which is borderline terrible. Um, It's a two for me and it's, high praise that it's the best abyssal card in this set make sure you post in our discord the first time you die from abyssal curses please sure (laughs) i will definitely do that i i have no doubt it will happen too that'll probably be the only time in the whole day that your opponent was able to do it (laughs) yeah well that's all right that's it made you want to take us into warrior all right, let's jump into Warrior. We're going to talk about the legendary Lady Ashvane, a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five battle cry. Give all weapons in your hand, deck, and battlefield, plus one, plus one. We've seen a card like this before, a legendary. It was 2-mana, and it saw zero play. This is slightly better, but still, I have a hard time believing that it's going to see play. I gave this a two. I almost gave this a one. I'm a little... I don't know. I don't like this. It's a two. Yeah, I also put it as a two, but I could have put it as a one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I think especially with uh, Bulwark rotating out, like Bulwark is where I think this really would have gotten... Uh, more use right just the extra durability on bulwark is is good but yeah seems yeah so nelly the great thrasher is the other legendary this is the colossal for warrior it is a seven mana five five beast colossal plus one battle cry discover three pirates to crew nelly's ship Nelly's ship is a 5-mana 2-6 beast with taunt and a death rattle that reads, Add Nelly's pirate crew to your hand. They cost one. Um, initially, I was thinking this is a, a quest warrior card. It, I don't think it has to. I, I don't think you have to play this if you're playing the quest. Um, I think I was reading Vicious Syndicate's suggestion that, that this is the 30th card in the quest warrior deck and and it may not necessarily have to be there you're still trying to potentially get uh your pirate you know complete and get the juggernaut out as quickly as you can hopefully before turn seven or at about turn seven uh but i did read that 
because of the discover, you have a roughly 42% chance of getting a one mana smite, Mr. Smite, which set, which piques my interest, uh, because Mr. Smite is a pretty good garden pirate in, in pirate warrior. Uh, so I'm, the, I'm going to play quest warrior and I'm going to play this card in there and I'm going to hope that it's good enough. I gave this a three because I don't think it's necessarily a given that it goes there. And if it doesn't go there, I'm not quite sure where it goes. I gave it a three as well. That sounds like very sound reasoning. So yeah, I like it as a three. I gave this one a two. Might be one of the lowest rated Colossals for me. Uh, It's just, it seems so good in theory, but also it does feel kind of slow. And yeah, it's like, yes, the smite is great. And if you can get some stuff. And I think right now would be the time to play it. While there are the less pirates (laughs) in the guard pool over time, this is probably just going to keep getting worse. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, like smite is the payoff for this if you if you get it, but you can't generate three smites, which would be crazy. But uh, you can only get one, um, so I don't know. It, it's felt a little bit lacking to me. Sure. Yep, that makes sense. The fires of Zin Ajari is a two mana fire epic spell for warrior that says replace your deck with minions that cost five or more. They cost five. We've seen cards like this before for Warrior. I'm thinking of you, Journey to Angoro. It is a meme card. This is a slightly better version of that in that you're not having to pay the cost to discover and then pay the cost of the thing. You're just getting minions in your your deck that cost five or more and they cost five and you're just kind of stuck with what you have. So from that standpoint, it's maybe a little worse, but it mana-wise, it's a little bit better. It's still meme territory. It's a two, probably a one, probably a one. But if you want to have some fun, this could be this could be fun for you. I gave it a two on fun factor alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only. That's the otherwise it's a one. It's trash. Yeah. Uh, I did test this for science and for fun during the theory craft and it's it's definitely a one (laughs) okay (laughs) okay that makes sense uh french stalker is a nine mana eight nine beast with a battle cry that reads attack three different random enemies random enemies means it can go face it's nine mana that seems like a lot and even though it's got a stat line that apparently no other uh minion in hearthstone has ever had an eight nine uh i don't really want to play this i think gallon was the one that said that by the way uh i gave this a two i think if you're if there's a way like if i'm paying five mana for this because i played the fires of zinajari then maybe that's okay but yeah i don't i don't think i i don't think i'm purposely putting this card in my deck I certainly am not. I gave it a two. Yeah, I gave it a two as well. I think the the benefit that it can hit face as a battle cry when you play it, so you at least get that eight damage, is an upside. Um, and you know, being able to potentially hit face, 
and clear two minions at the same time seems fantastic. Uh, but it is kind of slow, so I can kind of see it being played in like a controlly type warrior deck, and that's about it. So it's a two. Right now, it's going to compete with Kazakasan in a control warrior deck, and at this. This is not going to win that match very, very often. Uh, Black Scale Brute is a 7-mana 5-6 Naga with Taunt and a battle cry that reads, If you have a weapon equipped, summon a 5-6 Naga with Rush. So if you have a weapon equipped, you get a 5-6 Taunt and a 5-6 with Rush. I would pay 7-mana for that. But the problem is I can't guarantee that I'm going to necessarily have a weapon. And so I don't know if I want to put this in my deck on the off chance that I'm going to have a weapon when I play this. So I, I gave it a two. feels very situational. And um, yeah, I don't think you're going to see it very often. I gave it two for those exact reasons. Those were my thoughts exactly. Yeah, I originally had it as the three, but I've kind of since lowered it to a two. Uh, same exact reasons. Stats seem good for what you're paying, but there's a lot of conditions. And it's not even that there's a lot of conditions. It's just, I, I uh, feel like it's, it's a condition that's difficult. It, it might yeah. be difficult to deal with, you know, deal with. And, and like, you're going to want to play this when you want to play this. And you're not going to want to yeah. wait. So... From the Depths is a 3-mana rare spell that says reduce the cost of the bottom 5 cards in your deck by 3, then Dredge. So if I can, bla if I can uh, from the Depths, my Black Scale Brute, and then have a weapon, and then, you know, I get to play that for 4-mana for and get all that stats, then yeah, hey, that would be fantastic, but... You know how many steps I just listed off just then? That doesn't seem like anything I want to do either. So if you're playing a big warrior deck, this might be a card that you play. This from the depths. Um, I don't know where I, I can't I can't think of a scenario where I would want to play this elsewhere necessarily. I give it a three. I just th I think dredge is still really good. It reduces you know, cards uh, by three, and then you get to pull one up. So I, I think it's I think it's a decent card. So I give it a three. I I'm giving this one the benefit of the doubt. I give this one a four. I kind of like yeah. it. I think that uh, there there might be some combos, like you said, with a a more of like a big type warrior. I think you may be able to use this, like if you have it, and then play Kazakasan. Well, you play Kazakasan, then you'd play this, right? Discount your treasures, then dredge. Um, you could do this after, like, if you're getting close to the bottom of your deck and you play Ambassador Phelan and put those Colossals in the bottom, then you play this, uh, discount those Colossals. I, I think there definitely are some uses for it. It's just a matter of if those decks are played or not, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, the last rare card is the Obsidian Smith. This is a two mana three two pirate with a battle cry that reads Dredge. 
If it's a minion or a weapon, give it plus one, plus one. This is just a solid two mana card and it's a pirate so it can fit in the pirate deck if you want it to do that i mean the fact that it could buff a minion or a weapon means basically only spells are not going to be able to get any sort of benefit from this i gave this a three i think i think this card's going to see some play i agree i think this is a really solid two drop so i like it as mm -hmm. a three yeah, I put it as a three as well. I even consider it a four on this one just because I, I do think it's so good. There's so many upsides and the fact that it's even more lenient. Like we've talked about how good some things are with like if it's a minion, you get something or if it's this and this has so much more flexibility because it gives you either a minion or a weapon. So it's just, yeah, it's it has a lot of plus sides. Moving into the commons, we have a... Three mana weapon, the Ajaran Trident. Three attack, two durability, with a death rattle that reads, put a sunken trident in the bottom of your deck. The sunken trident is also a three mana, three attack, two durability weapon, but that reads, after your hero attacks, deal two damage to all enemy minions. So a fiery war axe on the front end and a death rattle that gives you another fiery war axe that does a two mana AO or two damage AOE on it. Uh, I don't know. It, like it seems good. And like, if you buff it, it seems like it could be even better. Um, I, I just don't know if this actually is going to see some play. I, I feel like there's other car, other weapons that I'm going to potentially want to play more than this. So I gave this a two. Yeah, I I agree. It's 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 interesting. I like it. I don't know the viability of it, so I gave it a two as well. Yeah, I did too. It's exactly how you said it, Mage. Like it seems good, but then it's like, how do I actually meet these conditions to get? the second piece and and get it going and yeah i if you can hit it exactly with like obsidian smith then great that's where you want to get it but to actually be able to hit exactly that feels like it's not going to happen very often the bat the problem is it's the it's a death rattle on the weapon if it was a battle yeah. cry we could talk the death yeah. rattle that you yeah. have to swing twice with it yeah that's what it's too slow for that Forged in Flame is a two-mana fire spell that reads, destroy your weapon, then draw cards equal to its attack. So this is supposed to be the, uh, you know, card draw replacement, potentially. Um, I liked Cutting Class better, because I don't like blowing up my weapon. Um, I gave this a two. I, th I think you're going to want to try and find card draw for Warrior, this is an option. I don't know how much you're going to want to do it, though, because I don't like destroying my weapon. So this is the opposite of Harrison Jones. So this does not belong in a museum. Is that am I understanding <laughs> that correctly? Something yeah. Like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't like this at all. I gave it a two because I mean, it's still card draw, but you blow up your weapon in the in the, you know, I guess if you're using it with the trident, I guess that's an easy I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I gave it a two as well. Like, yeah, 
I don't know. If you're <laughs> if you're having to do this and the tridents and it's just so slow, like I don't. What are you? What are you doing? What deck is this going into? Like you know what? What? What are we really doing with these? Because it's I I don't know, and I I also don't think there's good enough weapons with like a high enough attack that even destroying that and getting a bunch of card draw like feels like an actual upside is is the way I'll, I'll say that the final warrior card is a two mana spell called guard the city it says gain three armor summon a two three naga with taunt this seems like a lot uh, it, it seems like you're getting a decent amount of things for this two mana. I mean, you we've been playing two, paying two mana for a two three with taunt before now. That that is kind of the going rate for a two three with taunt, and you're getting some armor on top of it. Basically, a little bit more than actual hero powers. So. I, you know, I think from a value standpoint, it's, it's solid. Um, the question is, is whether or not you're going to want to in your, to put this card in your deck. I think some decks are going to want to put it in their deck, specifically cards that minions like big warrior, I think plays this because you don't want to put small minions into your deck. I think there's probably some other uses for this. So I gave this a three. I think, I think it'll actually see some play plus armor is going to be useful because of shield slam and and that sort of thing as well i gave it a uh, three as well it's not flashy but it's solid so yep. yeah i think it's a three yeah i i gave it a three as well it may not be as good uh armor wise as some of the other cards that warrior has but getting a bit of armor and a body at the same time to really slow down opponents and, and stall to your other things feels like something warrior wants to do. So it actually feels pretty solid. Okay. So now I get to read cards <laughs> <laughs> and I am of course going to be handling neutrals. So first off, we're going to start with our legendaries. Um, the card, one of the earliest cards we had ambassador Phelan he is the four mana four five battle cry. Put three colossal minions on the bottom of your deck. I mean, this is decent. I gave it a three. It just does something that not all decks want, but it gives a bunch of value. So I think it's a three. It's a good value card. I just I I'm struggling to see where what what you know which classes are going to want to take advantage of that value. And the fact that you don't get a choice as to which they are, uh, and you need to dredge presumably to even find them, I'm not. I'm just not sure. I gave this a two. Yep, I did the same thing. I think this is very similar to some other cards we've seen that kind of do this. Uh, Rustwix is the the one that especially comes to mind, and yeah, that saw a little bit of play. But it was kind of fringy, and that's kind of how this feels as well. Okay, then we have Inai Stormcoil. Uh, she's a 5-mana 4-4 four, four, uh, battle cry. Choose a friendly mech. Summon a copy of it with Rush, Wind Fury, and Divine Shield. 
So this is strong in mech decks, but you have to have something on the board to play worth cloning. I mean, it just feels like... So I give this a 3, because she's just a 4-4 four, four without it. You, like, you're not going to probably just tempo her out, and, uh, I mean, if you're not playing mechs, this card means nothing to you. So I gave it a 3. Yeah, I gave this a 3 as well. I think it, I think it just sort of... You're gonna to want to run mechs, and you're going to you're gonna to need to have something on the board, and so there's some conditions there. I think Rush, Wind Fury, and Divine Shield is actually pretty solid that you're adding. You know, you're getting an extra copy, uh, so you're getting a minion plus those effects on that minion. So I think I think it ends up being good. It just it's not super powerful, right? It just it's it's gonna be a a, a swing turn but not like a huge swing turn yeah yeah for sure and i think it, this one is so interesting because yes you do have to have something on board it is only specifically a friendly mech but it does feel like a very powerful effect and it's not that you're giving the minion on board rush when fearing divine shield you're getting an additional minion so you're really getting two minions with this one body which I think makes it feel better and why I'm going to give it a three and not like a two. So I think otherwise uh, I would be giving this a two, um, but it it does feel pretty good. It's pretty decent. And especially if you, because it's just a copy as well, if you have buffed anything, like I was trying to play some um, like mech paladins with buffs and uh, hand buffs. If you buff the mechs and have them on the board, then you copy it will copy all of the buffs and everything that you've put on it as well and then give it the rush wind fury divine shield so that also has something working for it is it the best thing no not really but it's it's decent enough uh then we have queen ashara a five mana five five naga battle cry if you cast three spells while holding this Choose an ancient relic. So um, let me pull up the ancient relics here real quick. So we're on the same page. Uh, sorry, I'm a tab away from it. <laughs> um, wrong card. Sorry. Two seconds. I wish th these all these cards that have all these extra things. So you have the... Uh, Rings of Ring of Tides, which is after you cast a spell, this becomes a copy of that. If it caught it, it costs one, so it turns in your spell into the next the next spell you cast. It becomes a copy of this. Um, three mana, add a random colossal minion to your hand. It costs one. Uh, the two mana O five weapon Zalith. Uh, after you cast a spell. Deal two damage to the enemy hero and lose one durability. And then Tidestone of Golganetch. Um, and it is a one mana spell. Shuffle five random spells into your deck. Set their cost to one. Draw two cards. Um, This is an interesting card. I, I, I feel like average power level on this. Like this just feels like a solid card that fits into some decks with some decent payoff. So I gave it a three. I gave it a three as well. I think the only thing that kind of trips me up is the holding, 
uh, that you have to cast three spells while holding this in order to get the ancient relic. I think you really want to get the ancient relic uh, when you're playing this. I think that's where the power of this card comes in. in. And so then the, the question is, is, you know, what spells are you playing and uh, are you able to cast them pretty efficiently so while you have this card in your hand? And, and how long does it take for you to find this card? So I, I feel like there's definitely this could potentially be a swing turn, but it's going to be a later swing turn than maybe some decks are going to want. So I, I think it's going to see rather limited play. Yeah, I have it as a three as well. Um, I have been testing a little bit. And yeah, when you get it in your hand, it feels fairly easy to actually complete and get that relic and, and feels good. But it's a matter of actually getting it into your hand to make sure that you can do that. And later game, there is at least some upside because if you do manage to find this little bit later game, you can play this, you know, turn eight, nine, ten, and still be able to do something like play this, play the horn for your abyssal and have the mana to play the abyssal. So, you know, there, there is that upside. Um, but yeah, it's, if the, if you put it into a deck that's going to specifically draw this, I think that makes it even better, but it does feel kind of average right now. Okay, and the last legendary is Seraphinley Sea Guide, a one mana one three Murloc Battlecry. Swap your hand with the bottom of your deck. I gave this a three. This is just a nice. It's a nice body on a one three. It's another shot at your hand. If you know what's at the bottom of your deck, you can kind of curate it. It's also good to play in turn one if you don't like your hand, if it has some, you have nowhere to go with it. So, like, I think there's a lot of uses for this card. I think it's a solid card. Nothing super flashy, but just utilitarian. Yeah, I gave this a three. I, I don't think it's outstanding, but I think there are going to be some decks that want to do it, either because they want to mulligan, re-mulligan their hand, basically, or their... their planning on banking on basically some dredge synergies that they're that they put at the bottom of their deck yeah it it does seem like a pretty decent card that you can play in multiple things but i think it's actually going to end up being a little more fringe uh so i just put it as a two but i think it is fantastic and the diamond version of this card is is absolutely fantastic uh Finley like completely spins all the way around kind of slowly turns <laughs> and he's upside down and then turns all around it's it's an amazing diamond card but uh, yeah it has a unique effect and I think one big thing to note from this as well is that it just swaps your hand with the bottom of your deck so it's not a draw effect so I saw people uh during the theory craft I saw an opponent try to use this in conjunction with the warlock uh, mithril rod and it does not draw the cards so it does not trigger that mithril rod and, and give you a bunch of discounts or anything it just swaps those and just like we saw with secret passage because of that if you draw something that's like uh play when drawn or, or cast when drawn it's not drawn <laughs> so that's not going to trigger either uh, so just a, a warning on that Okay, then we move to our epics. First up, we have Amalgam of the Deep. It's a 2-mana, two 2-3 two, 
all tribes battle cry choose a friendly minion discover a minion of the same type yeah this is solid good stats for two mana uh with the upside of potentially replacing itself and discovering a new minion i gave it a three give this a three as well anything any deck where you're trying to deal with specific tribes uh so this is going to be nagas this is going to be pirates this is going to be mechs this is going to be a nice card because it's going to ensure that one that you're you have this card is going to count as one of those plus it's going to be able to get you another minion of that type just remember you cannot target this minion with this minion you can't amalgam an amalgam and expect to get anything that you know you know anything you're you're probably going to get i i saw somebody do this today and they got beasts as their options and they were at a mech deck and that didn't work out for them so make sure that you're targeting you don't target target amalgam you target whatever actual minion type you want to get a copy of oh my gosh that's so funny i guess i never thought of doing that but yeah um this one i i rate it as a four this is a fantastic card i mean two drops especially early in like this four set metas i feel like two drops especially are so important and this can fit into so many different decks it gives you more minions to work with so it it just like continues with your synergies continues keeping you on the board and decks that want to be on board like it just has so many upsides and it's decent stats sure but uh i i think this is fantastic so it's a four for me then we have naga giant it is a 20 mana 8 8 naga so your standard giant uh stat line costs one less for each mana you spent on spells this game um it's a giant there's going to be some decks that want to use giants because they're going to cast a lot of spells so i gave this a three so i feel like there's it it can be a strong card in certain decks you know i gave this a three as well i i think that there's i mean most decks are going to play spells and so it's just a question of whether or not you're playing enough that that you want to consider putting a naga giant in and if you're Playing a fair number of spells, this is something that you you can consider. I only rated this a two, uh, just because I, I do think that probably not every deck wants to play this. Um, but we'll see. It, especially in this four set meta, it might be used a bit more just because it is very solid body. So we'll see. Then we have School Teacher, a four mana five four Naga. Battlecry, add a 1-1 one, one, one Nagaling to your hand. Discover a spell that costs 3 or less to teach it. And it casts it. it Battlecry, it casts the spell that you discovered. I give this a 2. Like, this is kind of cute. Um, and it's probably its most useful right now. But, I, I don't know. I don't see this being fantastic or anything. So I give it a 2. Uh, I gave this a three. I think this is actually a pretty solid Naga card. The fact that you're basically getting a one a uh, a three mana spell or less for one mana seems pretty solid. Um, that you can use later. I 
and the fact that that Nagaling is a Naga as well. There, if you have Naga synergies, um, I, I think I think this is going to see some play, and I think it's going to see some play in a few different spots. So, and the five four body when you're only paying four mana for it seems seems okay. I gave this a three. Yeah, I also gave it a three. I I really like this card. I think the uh just the the effect too is really cool and like the you know the the lore of it is like a teacher and then you get a one one that just taught it something like and the nagaling is little cute cute like student waving <laughs> i don't know it's cool but uh yeah i think it could probably fit into some decks and like you said mage uh, especially right now um it seems like a pretty decent naga maybe in the future there's going to be a lot more stuff that deals four damage maybe you don't want to be playing this uh but yeah i, I think daring was right too <laughs> this will be the time we see a lot of it being used so i like it okay then we have the slithering death scale it's a seven mana five nine Better cry if you cast three spells while holding this uh, deal three damage to all enemies. This is Naga as well, if I didn't say that. Uh, it, so it hits the face. It's a three mana AoE that you have to have cast three spells in while it's in your hand before turn seven, if you play it on curve. I don't know. This isn't impressive. It's a high bar to me, and it's either... Either you draw it, it just doesn't feel like it. you want it in your hand early enough to cast the spells. So I gave it a two. Give this a one. I, I, it's seven mana to play it. You have to play three spells while it's in your hand first. Three damage AoE seems okay, but I would, I, I th think the larger problem is that this is a seven mana card that doesn't have taunt and i feel like if if the three damage is going to be relevant the a taunt would probably be as if not more relevant than that so i gave this a one i just don't see a world where i want to play this card yeah i gave this a one as well i i did see somebody today trying it out on ladder they had two of them and they played this it, they were pretty big obnoxious uh bodies and I think they had some buffs, but at the same time, yeah, there was no taunt on them. So I could kind of ignore them a little bit until I, I did my stuff and I buffed up my board a bit. So their three damage was good the first time, not as good the second time. And it was just kind of like, uh, okay, it, it definitely felt like it was requiring a lot and they spent a lot of mana to kind of not do as much as what they hoped. Okay, then we have Smother Smothering Starfish. It is a 3-mana 2-4 beast battle cry. Silence all other minions. Uh, it's a 2. I don't like Silence Priest. I don't know what else is really clamoring for a Silence Hall, so I gave it a 2. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It's a, it's a tech card. Um, I don't know if we're going to be in a situation where we need this tech card, so I gave I gave this a two. Yep, me as well. Okay, then we move on to the uh, rares. Excuse me. First up, we have Crush Claw Enforcer. 
It is a 3-mana three 3-4 three, Naga. Battlecry, if you cast a spell while holding this, draw a Naga. Um, this is decent. It's got a 3-4 body for 3. Easy to meet claws. Um, I don't know how many Nagas you're going to be looking to tutor out of your deck. Seems a bit fringy, so I gave it a 2. Give us a three. I actually think if you're only requiring to cast one spell, I mean, the coin counts as a spell. So you can actually coin this on two and it draws a Naga. So I I like this card. If you're playing Nagas, you're probably playing this card. I gave this a three. Yep, I gave this a three as well. Same reasons. Like it's it's got a lot going for it and... I have seen it being played already, and it's it's felt about there. Okay, so then we have the Helmet Hermit, which is one of my favorite arts for the set. Uh, it is a one mana four three beast can't attack. Um, so you have to silence to do anything with it. So I gave it a two because I think only a priest trying to silence minions is going to play this. I think because that's the only place that this is going to be seen, it's a one because I, I, I'm, I'm not even sure in that scenario, the priest is going to want to play this over some other thing. So I gave this a one. Oh, that's so fair. I, I thought that same thing. I did go with the two as well. I, I don't know if maybe there's uh some other deck that tries to use it, or maybe there's some sort of synergy with the beast thing, but yeah, it, this is a weird card. All right. Then we have Mothership. It's a six mana, five, four mech with rush death rattle. Summon two random mechs that cost three or less. Um, I give this a three. I mean, it's a five, four for six, which is a little understated, but it affects the board immediately. And it leaves behind two minions. So it's sticky too. Um, I think it's really good, and especially with some of the mech synergies, but even by itself, it's a pretty decent minion, so I gave it a three. Yeah, I like this card a lot in mech decks. It's it's really tough to get off the board. Uh, this is, a, I think, a great target for copying with the Ina Storm Coil as well, by the way, so... I, I think I think we're gonna see this if if mech de- if mech decks end up seeing play and I think they probably will this is this is definitely be gonna be a card that you're going to see a lot of. Yep, I put this as a three as well. I I even think this might be played in some sort of like tempo mid range or decks that really want to make sure they're staying on board, uh, even outside of just pure mech decks. Um, and the rush is a big part of that. I think if it didn't have the rush, like it probably wouldn't be as good, but it immediately impacts the board and it has that death rattle that stays on the board. So yeah, this one has felt, uh, this one's felt pretty good. Okay. There's actually, there's actually an argument that this could be the top end for an aggressive deck just because of the fact that, you know, if you top out at six mana, you put a five, four minion on the board that summons two minions when it dies too that's a lot of stuff you have to remove if you're playing against it okay so, so i have to s- slowly say this one twin fin fin twin 
It is a 3-mana 2-1 Murloc Rush Battlecry. Summon a copy of this. It's a 4-2 without any buffs. So if you, this is like the uh, doubling imp from way back when. If you put buffs on it, it summons a copy with buffs. So I feel like this is a 3. This is just a solid rush, 4-2 rusher by itself with a, with a lot of potential upside. So I gave it a 3. Uh, I I hadn't considered about the buffs and having the buffs go on to the copy as well. That makes this a little bit better than, than my initial thoughts, but I, I still feel like this is not quite enough for constructed play, so I gave this a 2. Yeah, I gave it a 2 as well. I, I do think there can be some benefits. Uh, I've heard people talking about it in some, like, aggressive-ish decks and then playing buffs but if you're not buffing it in hand then it's not summoning a copy you're just getting two bodies which could still be good depending on what you're trying to do um but yeah i I think for now it's actually just going to be a two for me okay and we're going to uh well last last rare so uh last one is a one mana one three naga the vicious slither spear a lot of S in that. So it is a, um, so it reads, uh, sorry, I, I'm throwing myself off. I did that in the wrong order. So it's a one mana, one three Naga. Uh, after you uh, cast a spell, gain plus one attack until your next turn. I give this a two. I mean, it's a cheap Naga, so like it could fit in if you need some Naga synergy. I, it has a little bit of a potential of temporary upside, but it goes away, and it's still a one mana one three, which is we know a good stat line. So I I felt like a two. Give this a three. I miss mana worm. <laughs> this is the closest thing we're gonna have to to good old original mana worm. And this isn't as good as our good old original Mana Worm, but it's the best we've got. And it's a Naga, so I think it's going to actually see some play right now, specifically. So I gave this a three. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. I think also one drops with that one three body are also uh, generally typically pretty good. And there is some upside and it has that Naga tag. So yeah, for me, it's a three. Okay, let's uh, speed round through our uh, commons. So first up, we have the Asharan Sentinel. Five mana, five, six, taunt. Death Rattle, put a sunken sentinel on the bottom of your deck. And the uh, sunken sentinel is a five mana, five, six, with divine shield, taunt, and lifesteal. This is decent. I'm not sure who wants to use it, so I gave it a two. Gave this a two as well. I, I'd like the sunken sentinel, but I gotta find it once I, once once this thing dies. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yep, it's a two for me as well. Then we have the Baba Naga. It's a four mana four four Naga battle cry. If you cast a spell while holding this, deal three damage. Seems pretty straightforward. Can go face. Easy to easy to hit, so I gave it a four. Uh, I gave it a three. Excuse me. I might. I'm gave it a two. I might be sort of changing it though. It's only asking for one spell, 
and does three damage that can go face. So maybe it's maybe it's better than that. I gave it a two as well. I, I want to rate this one higher, but I honestly I think compared to some of the other things, this one just feels a little too slow and fair. If that makes sense. So like, I, I yeah, guess, yeah. I'm so, but I love the uh, the Baba Naga thing. <laughs> That's just fantastic. Okay, then we move to the Barbaric Sorceress. It is a six mana, three seven Naga with taunt. Battlecry, swap the cost of a random spell in each player's hand. Uh, okay, I give this a one. I I don't know why you're playing this. So, yeah, this is trash. The, the Battlecry makes this unplayable because you don't know what your opponent's got in their hand. And so, I yeah, this is a one. I The, the body does not make up for the Battlecry. Yeah, I put it as a one as well. The only argument I heard was like putting this into like a big spell mage where then you have high cost spells and you switch it with your opponent. But I'm like, why though? Like, <laughs> I don't know why you would want <laughs> to do that. That's reaching. That's yeah. reaching yeah, of it. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's still a one. That, that, that thought doesn't even make it a two. Then we have the click clocker. It is a one mana, one, one mech lobster. <laughs> that's not a tag it's just a mech lobster uh divine shield battle cry give a random mech in your hand plus one plus one i don't think you're running this outside of mech decks so i gave it a two you're probably not but i guarantee if you're playing mechs you're playing this card and so i actually gave it a three because i think it's i think it's a foundational card for those for those decks Man, I am not as excited on this one. I've seen a lot of people playing it today, but I just gave this a one. Like, it just, it feels so sad to me. I don't know. Like, yeah, you're getting the one-one buff and you have a divine shield, but eh. All right, then we have Excavation Specialist. It's a four mana, three, six, Battlecry Dredge. Reduce its cost by one. I gave this a three. I, I don't know if it's going to see play, but like everything about it screams good to me. It's got a good stat line for four mana cost. It dredges and it reduces the, the card by one. So I would give this a three. Doesn't seem unfair enough to me to be a constructed card. So I gave this a two. Yeah, I gave it a two. I think there might be some decks that want to take advantage of this. Probably decks that don't have a lot of dredge in their class cards. Just because I think the class dredge cards are a little better than the neutral ones. Um, but this is... it's okay. Alright. Um, then we have Gangplank Diver. Is a 5 mana 6-4 pirate. Dormant for one turn. Rush. Immune while attacking. I could think of a few good decks that think this might be all right. So I gave it a three. It seems great, um, but I feel like it takes a little bit more setup and you're kind of telegraphing what you're doing when you set it up. So I gave this a two. I'm not so sure it's going to see as much play as we think it will. Yeah, I, I just I don't like this <laughs> i give it a one 
I just don't like this card. I don't like a lot of these cards. Okay, then we have the Gorlock Ravager. Five mana, four, three. Battlecry, draw three Murlocs. It draws three cards. Murloc, Warlock is going to want to play this, so I gave it a two. I gave this a I gave this a three. I think it just because I think if you're playing Murlocs, you're finding a spot for this card because what no matter what the class is, and I feel like while it's in standard, at some point there's going to be other classes besides Warlock that are going to be playing Murlocs. So if you're playing Murlocs, you're playing this card, and I, I think it's an important card because you tend to run out of cards playing Murloc decks. So I give this a three. Yeah, I gave it a two just because I, I think you're probably not really running it outside of Murlocs or at least enough Murlocs to make it worth it uh, because of the higher cost. But yeah, I think definitely, like you said, Mage, especially right now when there's less cards and if you're running it in Murloc, like this does seem like a great card for refill. Draw, especially targeted draw, is really good for uh, lower curve and aggressive decks. Okay, then we have uh, the Murkwater Scribe. Is a 2-mana, 3-2 Naga. Battlecry, the next spell you cost... Or the next spell you cast costs one less. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm losing it tonight. I gave this a three. It's a it's a good. It's got a two. Uh, it's a two mana three two with a good battle cry. It's a naga. I feel like there's going to be a few different places for it. Yeah, I think this. I think this sees play, and the cost reduction on the next spell you play is is nice as well. So it's a it's a three for me. Yeah, I think this card's fantastic. I actually gave it a four, all, all the same reasons. And the fact that it, the cost reduction isn't just for the specific turn, it will just be the next spell that you play, whenever that is, it makes it so much better. All right, then we have Naval Mine. It is a two mana, zero two mech. Death Rattle, deal four damage to an enemy hero. <sighs> I magnet magnetic doesn't exist in standard anymore, so like I don't get this card, but it is a mech. I don't know. I, I gave it a one. I just I don't know what to think of this card. Uh, this this isn't a card that you're going to put in your deck. This is a card that's going to pop up when your mothership breaks as a death rattle, and you're actually not going to be too upset about it because. Your opponent's going to have to deal with it or take four damage potentially. So I gave this a two. I, I You're not putting this in your deck, but it's it's not terrible. And if we get Magnetic back, it could be even better. So I have this as a four. Uh, during our AFG review, there was a lot of hype on this card and talking about there's a... Basically, this replaces Owl in the Warlock like OTK deck. Um, especially because this just goes face and it's cheaper. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I do feel in my gut that I'm getting baited with that. So I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that that idea feels like bait. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I have this as a four. I think if there's a way that you can manipulate the death rattle, uh, the fact that it specifically goes to the enemy hero, I think is a benefit for it. 
It said that my problem with this in O2, you have to pop it. Your enemy is never gonna pop it if they unless they have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you uh, could buff it or something too, and give it stats, yeah. and, and then do something with it that way. But yeah. Okay, then we have Pelican Diver. It is a one mana four one uh, beast dormant for one turn rush. I think this is solid. Like I think it's a one. It's a four one on turn two. Um, so I feel like it's it's a solid. It's a three for me. Give this a one. I, I don't. I. I mean, four damage for one mana is okay. Uh, and you can kind of pre, you have to preload it though, and so I just I don't see where I want to spend a card slot to put this in my deck. I gave it a two. Uh, I I think there's a couple places. I think some more aggressive decks or decks that are setting minions up on the board for buffs. Like maybe in uh, Hunter, where you play this on turn one, and then you have your uh, Doggy Biscuit on turn two, or you know into like uh, Ramming Mount or something like that uh, could be pretty good. But I don't think there's a whole lot of places that you play this, so it feels a little fringe. All right, then we have Piranha Swarmer. We talked about it earlier. It's a one mana one one beast. Rush, after you summon a Piranha Swarmer, gain plus one attack. I just, because Shaman might want to play it, so I gave it a two. I mean, I, I think this card just on its own is, is a one. It's a one mana, one rush. So I don't think it's that spectacular. I don't think you necessarily want it in your deck, but... There are scenarios where it could be better than that. Yeah, but I have it as a one as well. Then we have Puffer Fist. It is a three mana, three, four pirate. After your hero attacks, deal one damage to all enemies. Uh, solid stat line. Uh, there's a few decks that are going to want to. I mean, it feels like a go Demon Hunter, Rogue, decks with weapons. So I gave it a three. Gave it as three as well. I like I, the three four stat line for a three cost pirate is pretty good and can be difficult to remove. So and and being able to do a one damage AOE to all every all your enemies, including your the opposing hero, I think is really solid. So I gave this a three. I gave this one a four. I think this card is just pretty nutty. Like it's so good. Like you guys said already, like the stat line's good. It's a pirate. You can use it in multiple classes. I think uh, this helps replace and even add on to damage you can do with pirate warrior, with like the quest line pirate warrior. Pirate rogue wants to play this. Uh, if you do get this in rogue off of the um, the swordfish as the bonus uh this is a five four pirate that uh, after your hero attacks you're dealing a damage like yeah there's uh it's it's so good it's it's definitely one of those that has like soft taunt that your opponent wants to remove sign me up for that swordfish play i like that yeah so then we have rainbow glow scale it's a two mana two three naga with spell damage plus one two it's Got a decent body. Spell damage will be wanted somewhere, so I like it as a two. 
Yeah, this feels like a good um, Naga Mage card in the in the deck you're playing the Siren. I'm not quite sure where you would play it elsewhere, so it feels a bit more niche, so I gave it a two. I actually gave this one a three. I think this is pretty decent. I think you can play it in Naga decks or just decks that want spell damage. Um, like the Shaman deck that we kind of were talking about earlier with different spell schools. And uh, I think just having the base spell damage on it is pretty good. It could okay. be good in Hunter. It could be good in Hunter as well because it, it suddenly yeah. makes some of those spells work a lot better if you're trying to keep the board and that sort of thing as well. Then we have Reef Walker, three mana, three, two elemental. Battlecry and Death Rattle summon a 1 1 Piranha Swarmer. I gave it a 2. Maybe somewhere? I don't know. I, I, I think it's a 2. So you get a 3 2 and a 1 1 immediately, and then another 1 1 when it dies. Eh, it seems okay ish, but I don't know where I want to play that. It's a 2 for me. Yeah, I put it as the two as well. Might fit in some sort of tokeny or bloodlust type deck, but it's probably not going into a ton of places. Then we have the Sea Scout Operator, a three mana two four battle cry. If you control a mech, summon two two one mecha fish. Uh, I gave this a two because you're really only playing this in a deck with a heavy concentration of mechs. So yeah, two. Trying to remember, the mecha fish do not have rush, so they just sort of correct. Yep, just, they just they come just out of the sit, board. They just they just sit there. Seems okay. It's six six worth of stats across three body for three mana. If you control a mech, I don't know. I don't think you necessarily need this if you're playing a mech deck. So, uh, just a two. Yeah, I have it as just a two as well. Okay, and then we have Security Automaton. Security Automaton is a two mana one three mech battle cry, or it's after you summon a mech, gain plus one plus one. Ah, uh, this is a really good card. I give it a three because it's going to be a strong card in mech decks. Yeah, it, this is. If you're playing mechs, this is potentially a win condition in insofar as you play this and then you play a bunch of minions making a fairly mid-sized minion and then your opponent has to answer it or it gets even bigger the turn after. I gave this a three as well. Okay, so originally I did not like this. Like, I hated it. I had it as a one. And then after today and seeing it and actually getting to like feel how it works and the fact that it's not just after you play a mech it's after you summon a mech so things like that card we just talked about uh that would summon mothership one mechs and yeah and mothership like you're getting the buff for each of those uh yeah this card is definitely a snowball card uh, i'm giving it a four okay then we move on to selfish Shellfish. It's a four mana seven seven death rattle. Your opponent draws two cards. I mean, it's a seven seven on turn four. 
your opponent gets to draw two cards, someone's going to want to play this card as a as a top end for their deck. So I give this a three. I'm giving this a two. It it does feel like it's 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 like the uh, Fell Reaver sort of card in that it's I w- I want to pay as little mana for as big a thing as I can, and I'm going to kill you with it before you get to take advantage of the of the uh, the effect that it gives. So there there might be there might be scenarios with this or 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 Silence Priest, but I think it, I think it feels feels a little niche to me. I absolutely love this card. I I will play this and let my opponents do that while they get smacked in the face for seven repeatedly. Uh, I'm giving this a four. I, I even was putting this in my hunter because it's a beast. So you can discover copies of this off of Breeder. You can discount it with the Ram. I mean, playing one of these for two mana feels absolutely crazy. You're getting it off of, uh, you know, playing it for two mana after you, you know, dredged it up with the harpoon gun. Yeah, like, I'm like, okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of decks may not have a way to deal with 7-7, especially pretty early or sometimes even mid-game. So it's pretty good. All right. Then we have Slime Scale Diver. It's a three mana, two, four dormant for one turn rush poisonous two for, it's a maroc as well i gave it a two like f- it's a bit fringy like this one like the other two that are dormant for a turn had some like upside for me this i know it's a poisonous but this is like just 100 percent telegraphed and and they can avoid playing around you know they can play around it so yeah, I like this one less. So two. I give this a two as well. It's it, it is sort of a poison option if you're playing Murlocs, and yeah, I mean you. It, it's one of those things that you're once you play it, you're telegraphing what you're what what you're trying to do, and so then your opponent's going to need to do something about it. And I think the four health actually is is pretty nice from that standpoint, but. It still feels more fringe than this is definitely going somewhere. I gave this a one. I I don't know if the even in a Murloc deck, you pr- probably not even including this in your thirty cards. This is one that you probably play right. if you've uh, you know maybe discovered it off of the amalgam, but I don't think you're including this in your decks. Okay. Then we have Treasure Guard. Three mana, one five with Taunt. Death Rattle, draw a card. Slow. It, it's just a one mana Taunt. It's not a Tar Creeper. So I gave it a, I gave it a two. Yeah, I think Tar Creeper is going to see more play than this card does. I, I gave this a two. I gave it a one. I still don't like it. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I gave it a two is because it draws a card when it dies, yeah. and you're going to have to kill it. Yeah. All right, and then we have Tuscar Trawler. It is a two-mana, two-three pirate. Battlecry Dredge. I gave this a three. I like the dredge. I like the body. I think it's a pirate, so uh, I think it's going to see a little bit of play, but I think it's a solid minion. I gave it a three because it's Tuscar Crawler. 
Brawler. There you we go. You didn't, yes. you, didn't, you didn't roll the R quite long enough. There. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It, 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 I mean, this is just a solid good card for a pirate deck. Um, so play it. Three. Yeah, three for me as well. It's got all those upsides. I, I think this is definitely the best of the neutral dredge cards. And then finally, we have Blade Master Okani, which we've all had access to for some time now. Uh, the four mana two six battle cry secretly choose ca- to counter the next minion or spell that the your opponent plays while this is alive. Um, seems like it's been a three. It does a solid thing. It's not like meta breaking, but a lot of decks want it, so I gave it a three. Yeah, I, I'm surprised how much play it has seen so far, and probably in part because it's a new card. But I think it's actually going to see a fair amount of play going forward, specifically for this set. And so I'm going to give this a three. I think it's slightly better than a a tech card. Yep, I agree. I have it as a three as well, which I'm completely with you, Mage. Like, I was surprised. I expected it to be more of like a two, a fringy tech kind of thing. Uh, I also feel like the last several free legendaries that we've gotten have been that way like they might see play for a little bit of time and then kind of as soon as the the next set comes out it's like (laughs) instantly disappears uh but Mm -hmm. yeah this one seems to be sticking around and i i think we probably will continue to see it awesome hey we did it all the cards we're through them all Woo! okay so we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap up quickly because we're running long. So, um, where it's those can rogue we find... cards? They were so good. We had to yes, talk about them. they the rogue cards are very good. There is no doubt about that. So, you can find the show on Twitter at Doctor Three HS. Email the show at Doctor Three HS at gmail Follow our top pin tweet to fo- uh, to join our Discord. Uh, you can find myself on Twitch at. Daring, uh, Daring Outline, and on Twitter at Daring Outline. Dragon Rider, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK, D A W N D A W N I E D K. I'm tongue tied after all these cards. Uh, and you can find me both on Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. And Mage, take us home. So you can find me talking about Hearthstone, D and D video games. I'm playing at major death and you can find my podcast about moon Knight, which just released episode 17 at phases of mk on twitter awesome awesome so guys we're done thank you for listening to our set review and as always you've been listening to dr three this bomb I'm thinking oh there it is boom